When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Let's go ahead and jump into it. You got to give a lot just to get what you need sometimes, y'all. Give me the bridge now. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? Welcome to another great episode of Ringside with Ray Leonard and Prince Daniels. Look, today... We have an amazing guest for you. And the reason why I say he's amazing is because he's done so much work and he has a lot more work to do before he transitions, you know, but right now, like we have him in the present moment. He's special. He's someone that has worked with the San Antonio Spurs, with the Sacramento Kings, with nonprofit organizations, with the NBA, with NFL players, I mean, players all over in different leagues, he has worked with them and he has worked with them on mindset, which is one of the biggest things that athletes struggle with these days. And he is the individual that helps them get over those hurdles and make sure that they perform at the highest level. So without further ado, I want to bring in my brother because, man, he always says this to me. He said, Prince, you got to follow the light. And you got to make sure that there's magic instead of the math, because people are always focused on the math and not the magic, man. And so he he reminded me of that. And I just had to let you know, we have a a, a goat sitting here and I'm, I'm going to introduce him right now. Without further ado, I'm going to bring in Graham Betchart. Graham, how you doing today, bro? Man, Prince, I'm feeling great, man. <laughs> I'm super grateful to be here with you. Uh, oh, my vibe is high, man. I'm here. You know, oh, like man. you said, I'm present. I'm present. Man, man, same here, bro. Same here. I'm so excited. Man, unfortunately, my partner, he wasn't able to make it today, but he told me to tell you what's up. And sorry what's that up? he missed it, but we're going to get him on. So we're going to have you. On. We got to have you on for number two. This is just the beginning, bro. <laughs> That's right. We'll do it again. We'll do this many times. Many times, many times, man. Many times. So the way that we start this podcast off is we always want to know about your inception. We don't have to start when you were in diapers, but let's start. Where where'd you grow up? Where are you from? and share a little bit of your background yeah well i grew up in uh, san francisco so that's where i'm kind of that's where i raised went to you know grammar school middle school high school in san francisco so that'll always be like where i'm from you know hey. like that you know like that that's where i'm from people ask like where are you from? I, i'm from the bay and i'm from <laughs> san francisco and then people go are you really from san francisco you know and i'm like yep i'm from bernal heights which is a neighborhood in san francisco so hey. i'm a bernal heights kid nice. and uh yeah. And, uh, you know, I, uh, that I'm, the Bay area has been a big part of my life. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's where I'm at right now, you know? So mm-hmm. I never really got too far from the Bay area. Mm-hmm. I've traveled the world, been around a little bit, but, but San Francisco and, and kind of being in the Bay area always feels like home to me. It always feels like the place I want to be. Nice. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm really grateful. Um, nice. so, and I got into this journey, uh, in 1997, like this whole mental training journey, man, I got mm-hmm. into it just, uh, kind of lucked out. Actually, I was, 
going through a rough time, feeling low yeah. and anxious and reached out to my mom. And she said, uh, did you know you can rewire your brain? And I had no idea what that meant, but I just heard <laughs> so much hope. And she introduced me to someone in San Francisco, uh, wow. from the San Francisco Healing Center. And they started to teach me meditation, you know, the power of being present, affirmation, you know, all, all this incredible, how to breathe, right. you know, all that stuff. And so my, I just never looked back since then, man, and love basketball and just wanted to share it with everyone I could, you know. Mm. Did you play basketball when you were younger? Yeah, I love basketball. Played in high school, played in middle school, nice. um, and then played in college. Went to UC Santa Cruz, uh, okay. walked on to Santa Cruz and played. Nice. And w was never the best player anywhere I went, but I was always – I knew I had a good vibe. And I always mm. knew that, like, I could be a part of a group. And then once I started doing mental training, though, and that was um, kind of between high school and going to UC Santa Cruz – yeah, And I wasn't doing mental training like for sports. I was just trying to feel better in life. It right. helped me be more present playing basketball. And nice. that's what it, it hit me at UC Santa Cruz. I was like, man, this stuff I've been doing with my mind, this stuff is powerful. Mm. Like this, whoa, this is, this is really, I'm like here and you can't shake me from being here, you know, and it really influenced me a lot. So sports have been a big teacher of mine. You know, I grew up with a single mom. So I was always kind of like, if I don't make the team, I, I don't really have anything. You know, I'm, I don't have brothers mm -hmm. or sisters. I'm an only right. child. Mm -hmm. So I always wanted to be on a group, be a part of the group and be on the team. That's why I was always so attracted to team sports. Okay. And uh, you know what I mean? This is my heart yeah. was always in it. Right. Right. Man, that was that's awesome. So I, I didn't know that about you, bro. Like you yeah. grew up, your mother was a single mom, single parent. And, yeah. you know, um, what, what did your mom do uh, yeah. in terms of work? She, uh, well, she, she was a midwife, man. So she delivered babies. Yeah. So I, when I, when I was growing up, I mm -hmm. knew more about childbirth by, <laughs> by 10 years old than most people know in their whole life. Cause I was just always around the language. Right. So she, she was doing that. And then she, she would always hold down like a, like a corporate job, you know, and that's mm -hmm. how, we, that's yeah. how we kind of made it. So she worked in downtown San Francisco as like uh -huh. an assistant, yeah. you know, and eventually when I was 18, she started her own business as an accountant and kind of now has been running her own business for a while, nice. but, and she was only 20 when she had me. So it was like, wow. yeah, she was young. It was just me yeah. and her. And yeah. it was, you know, that, that was the vibe coming up, but I'm really, really grateful for her. She, she's my foundation for everything. And like I said, she was the one who introduced me to this mental training, you know, man, like, man. look, <laughs> shout out it. to mom, man. Yeah. Shout out to mom. mom, when you watch this episode, when you listen to this episode, That's shout right. out to you for all the incredible stuff that you did and that journey that you stayed, uh, you know, persistent to and yeah. with, man, just, just sticking to the, sticking, sticking to the script. That's what it man. is, man. Mom, stick to the script Come and on. then drop some jewels on you and put you in an environment to help you flourish to become the incredible person that you are today, man. So that like her putting me around the woman who started to teach me this stuff in 1997, I don't know what would, how my life would have turned out without that. Wow. You know, I mean, it's the found, I mean, I'm on here talking to you because of that. Yeah. You know, it's like the foundation of everything I've done the last 26 years was from being introduced to someone. When I reached out to my mom, she said, I got someone for you to meet. And I did not, here I am 26 years later, I did not know it was going to be that profound, but that single-handedly might be the most powerful thing that's ever happened in my life. Besides being born, and I'm not, besides my kids and my family, like that's a different thing. But I just right. mean like this gift that came to me being introduced yeah. to this yeah. healing center in San Francisco. I mean, Prince, it changed the whole dynamic of my life.
And one thing, and this is what, what really, they started teaching me the skills there where it clicked for me was this is where my athletic mindset clicked in was, okay, I know how to do this every day. Because once you start to learn this mental training stuff and you become aware of it, it's not like it's a like overnight success or something like that. Like you have to practice it every day. It's All and right. as an athlete, you kind of understand that. You go, okay, mm-hmm. to get better at it, I got to do it every day. So All I right. just I took this stuff and I started practicing every day. Every day I would work on myself. I would work on being present. I would work on healing. I would work on all this stuff every day. And I was just like, okay, if I keep doing this, I can make it in life. And if I can, and then all of a sudden you get yourself out of a crisis or you get yourself out of a low point and you're like, wait, but I got all these skills now. You know what I mean? Like I'm, right. I'm, I'm level now, but I got, Ooh, I got some skills. Right. You know, that if you look around, it wasn't really being taught a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there was maybe some stigmas against this stuff. Yeah. You're soft if you're doing this, or right. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, but I do know because that's the next, yeah. next thing I want to break up. So you're 19, you get introduced to the San Francisco Healing Center. Yeah. And and now you know you were in college, Santa Barbara, UC Santa Barbara, correct? Santa Cruz, sorry, Santa, Santa Cruz. Cruz, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. UC Santa Cruz. And and now you have this this magic should i say yeah, yeah that's it <laughs> that, no that's that it. you that you've learned how to cultivate uh over the years and and at this time this is 1997 man this is yeah. not even 2000 yet this is no, 1997 man. and now you have these skills that that definitely have a stigma to it you know um i think back in the day the us was was pretty much um um influenced by you know religion and christianity so yeah. when you were to practice uh, these these techniques, this magic, these skills, uh, it was looked frown it was it was frowned upon and looked down yeah. upon. And right. so, you know, when when you discovered that you can do this every day and you're getting better at it and you're starting to see what others are not trained to see, right? Yeah. You start to see the light within. How did you combat uh, the 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 resistance, the pushback? <clears throat> Yeah, that, that, that to me was like the fun. I mean, I have a competitive spirit, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So I I found my calling because it's essentially like when you find this stuff, when you find Mm -hmm. this inner game or this mental training, it's like discovering water, right? You know what I mean? Where you're like, water is the great, like, and then you have water. You're like, man, it makes me feel good. I feel great. And someone around you is like, man, water is lame. Water is for lames. And you're sitting there going, man, I feel bad for this person. So it wasn't even combat, right? Mm. I was more like, they have no idea what's going on. Wow. And I'm and I'm not going to go play anyone because they don't know what's going on. I'm going to look at this as like, I got to close this gap right now between where people are and where consciousness needs to be. Because they're looking at me saying like, hey, water's bad. And, I, and I'm like, man, you're going to die in three days if you don't drink water. You know what mm. I mean? So with this inner game, when someone was like, that's soft, that's, that's, that ain't it. I was like, whew, they really have, they don't know. So that's when I really felt that calling to go to sports, to go, okay, let me, let me go take this game to sports because people look at that and <laughs> people, and you can get real results in sports and you can put this, you can put it on a pedestal there and you can do it. So that's where I felt called. I'm not saying I consciously was like, I'm going to go do that. I just felt my heart being like, take this to basketball, go, <laughs> go to basketball, serve, go take it there. And so that's how I kind of like combated the resistance as I was like, mm-hmm. first of all, and I'm being real. I was like, man, I'm going to kick serious ass with this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. And I'm like, so I need to go to a place where it's okay to kick ass. Right. You know what I mean? So I was like, if we go to sports, 
and there's another team and there's referees and a scoreboard, it's okay to be good. Right. Like they're choosing to compete and so are we. Right. You know, so I went back to San Francisco where I'm from mm-hmm. uh, when I finished at UC Santa Cruz, you know, and I was like, okay, started working on my master's in sports psych. And I went to Mission High School in San Francisco and I was like, I'm going to go give all of this to the basketball team at Mission High School. Mm-hmm. And that's, I didn't go to Mission High School. I went to Lowell, but I wanted to go back to a school that like needed some love, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, I'm just going to teach this to the kids. And that's where I developed my philosophy of like proactive mental skills training which was, I'm, I'm going to teach it to them before they need it. Right. You know, like you're 14 years old, time to start learning, you know, like right. start, lear- start learning this language. We would tell kids, all we care about is being present. We care about next play speed, moving forward. We don't care if you make or miss shots. And they were like, what do you mean you don't care if we make or miss <laughs> shots? And, and I was like, look, like, obviously we need to make shots, but if you're good at basketball, you miss half. So mm. right away, it's like, we can't just be caring about half of this. Let's care about the whole thing. So when you miss, let's move forward quick. Let's let go of that miss and let's move forward. We call that next play speed. So we started to build a culture with the mental training proactively with a language, you know, and that's so to combat the resistance. I'm like, I'm going to teach this and we're going to go see what happens on the court. Mm. And I honestly, I did not know it was going to get as big as it got. Like this was 20 years ago when when I was doing this at mission. Now I look back and I'm like, whoa, this it's mind blowing where it all went, but that's the power of this stuff. It's not the power of me. It's the yeah. power of this stuff that we're teaching that's coming mm. through us. Mm. And once you get put on this, you know it, Yeah, you know, you know what I mean? It's not like it's a question. It's right. not like, and I mean this with sincerity. I don't have to believe in this stuff. Mm. I know that I know this stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like, you have to believe in stuff you don't know. Mm. You know, like you, you don't have to believe in stuff, you know, you know what I mean? Like that's a bar. It's, like, I don't have to believe in gravity, right? I look mm. around, I see the evidence of gravity everywhere. I'm like, okay, yeah. if, if someone jumps in the air, you're going to come back down. That's called gravity. But you can't necessarily touch gravity. You can't see gravity. I don't even know where it is, but yet I see the evidence everywhere. That's mm. how mental training is after a while. You can't necessarily see it, but the evidence is so profound, you can't deny it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, hey, I, I need to take a moment because I want people to digest what was just said from a mental standpoint, from an emotional standpoint, you know, from a psychological standpoint, emotional. I already mentioned emotional, right? Okay. Yes. I want you to take a moment and just digest what he just said. Oh, that was so profound because man, when you use that, that, that concept of, you know, that gravity exists, I'm not looking to believe in gravity. I know that is here. <laughs> Why would you have to believe in something you know? And so I think anything you have to believe in, you have to, if you want to live in truth, which I'm not saying I know some sort of truth, but I'm trying to learn truth. Like I'm trying Mm. to figure it out. So Mm. the truth is if if you have to believe in something you don't know. So Mm. if you're like, hey, believe in something, you're like, cool. And a true statement would be the truth is I don't know. Mm. Right. And and that's okay. Because when you acknowledge you don't know, now all things are possible. And if you can get to that truth of, I don't know. So are you going to win? I don't know. Mm. That's the truth, right? If I could say, yes, we're going to win. We're not going to lose, but you don't know. Nobody knows. Right. But I could say, I don't know, but then I'm going to show up in the present and we're going to see what happens. And all things are possible. If we do that, that's the space you want to hold. That's intense. There's pressure there, right? Because there's no comfort of a conclusion. There's no, like, we already know what's going to happen. So if you don't know what's going to happen, that's kind of where the magic happens. And that's mm. going back to what you said. We got this going magic with the math. 
Magic with the math means I'm not going to trip off the math or how you're going to measure me or some sort of outcome. I'm going to be in the magic, which is happening right now. And if I can stay in this magic and have the mental fitness to be in this place, right, to be in shape enough to be present, to stay with it, man, we got a chance to unlock some crazy results. You know, okay. All right. All right. So um, for any athlete and I'm speaking to everyone because everyone is an athlete. The athlete is is a mental part of your being, not the physical part, but a mental part of your being. What I want you to do, I want you to go back and I want you to rewind this, you know, (laughs) press the little rewind button on the podcast that you're listening to it on. And I want you to listen and dissect everything that he just said in these past few seconds, because that's the stuff that you need to apply to your game to help you see results and to help you see your Mm. growth. Uh, that's the beautiful part. So I had to highlight that, man. Go. Oh, hey, bring <laughs> it. This, this is all about reps with this stuff, right? Again, I, I let it come through me. I didn't invent words. Mm. I didn't invent these skills. Mm. I'm just a servant student of the game. And I just let it come through me, you know? So I'm always humbled by it, by all this stuff. One thing I have noticed, Prince, is what I've noticed lately. And this, I say this with real sincerity, the most important skill is for athletes or whatever you're doing out there is trusting your skill, Mm. like the trust. So for example, say in basketball, someone goes and plays basketball and and they miss some shots during the game. And in the first half, in the second half, they're like, I don't don't have a going on, so I'm not going to trust my shot anymore. And they're like, okay, after the game, I'm going to go get up 500 shots. That's how I'm going to get this right, go put my work in. They're getting the reps, but the most important rep they need is trusting when they don't want to trust. That's the rep that you actually have to practice. And what I've noticed about the great ones is they're willing to trust uh, no matter what. And that becomes the actual game. It's not the skill that you have. It's your trust of the skill. That's the thing. And that's why they say, you know, at the professional level, it's 80 percent mental or 90 percent mental. It's because everyone's really good. You know what I mean? Like everyone has the skills. But what what's the great ones? They're present and they're trusting and they've shifted their mindset to instead of like results and outcomes of stats, they're like the result I'm looking for is full trust in the present. And I'm devoted to that. I'm committed to that. And I'm going to be ruthless with that. Like, here's where your competitive spirit comes out, right? You're like, I can't control results. I can't control winning, but trusting I can control that. And I'm going to do that period. That's non-negotiable. And that's how you win before you begin, right? That's why clarity is more important than confidence. If, if you look at confidence as just a feeling, that's fine. It comes and goes, but clarity and commitment are everlasting. And so that's what we're looking for is clarity of trust and then commitment to do that all the time. That's unstoppable, man. You know? Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> look, I'm telling you, make sure that you go back and press rewind and listen to this again and again. Listen to the whole episode again because these are jewels that are being dropped, right? And it's it's at no cost right now, except yeah. <laughs> except you just need to pay attention. That's yeah. it. So, Graham, so now you're, you're working with these kids at Mission High School and – uh, and and the, the beautiful thing is you're working with individuals that have no resistance to this. They're just yeah, yeah. open and curious to what could what, all the possibilities. Yeah. So uh, at this time, did you work with someone at a young age that ended up going to play yeah. at a higher level? And yeah. and if so, what was that like? And then we're going to jump into like the first big player that you coach, you know, you start sharing the magic with them. 
well, this this might be this might be him all all in this story. I got good advice from a guy named Donald Foyle. I don't know if anyone knows Donald. He used to play for the Warriors for ten years. Just an incredible human being. He was the Shout one who inter- introduced me to sports psychology, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, Donald, I'm going to go do this. You know, like everyone, I want I want to do it with pros, or I want to do it at, at the highest level. And he said, no problem. This is twenty years ago. He said, okay, Graham. He said, no problem. He said, look. On your journey, treat everyone you meet as if they're a pro already. So however you think you're going to treat people at that level, do it right now. And man, that hit me so hard, Prince. I was like, man, that's like the greatest game ever. Like just where I'm at right now is it. I don't have to try to get anywhere else. Just really pour in right now. And so I was teaching at a basketball camp uh, in Oakland. Um, This was in 2007, I want to say. And I was like, okay pour out, like give it to everyone. You know, these were like 11 year olds, 12 year olds, 13 year olds. And I said, I need a volunteer. I need a volunteer for a drill. And one little hand popped up. Right. And I was like, okay. And I called that kid up and he came running up. And the drill was he had to throw a golf ball into a little bucket that I had and just try. He was like, oh, that's easy. But I knew the golf ball was going to bounce out of the bucket. Really what I was looking at was how was he going to respond when he made a mistake? Right. So he little kid throws the golf ball in, it bounces out. And he's like, oh, he loses his mind. You know, he's like, oh, and I'm like, look, you're going to make half the shots you, you take if you're good. The other half you're going to miss. How you respond is what counts. We call it next play speed. And that little kid looked at me with the most open eyes. And he was like, are you really working on missing? And I was like, yeah, because, you know, you're going to miss half. And he was like, wow. And that little kid was Aaron Gordon. You know what I mean? He was, that was little 11 year old Aaron Gordon and, and we connected, you know, and here, here he is. Aaron Gordon won the NBA finals last year. Me and him been working together for 17 years. Right. So you meet someone who's 11 years old who had a curious mind. And that's when I was taller than him. You know what I mean? Like he was a little, he was a little kid, you know? And then by the time right. he was 13, it got serious. And by the time he was 15, you were like, okay, this guy's going to the NBA. And at 15, he started to inspire me to write my first book, Play Present, because I was like, I need a language to talk to him in we, because he's going, right? I, you knew he was going and he was looking at me with, with wide eyes like, okay, Graham, what do we do? And that hits you hard when someone's really looking at you like, what do we do? And you know, like, man, they, they've got it. Like they got enough to take it wherever this needs to go. And so that's when I started to organize these mental skills in a really proactive way for him. And we started to, you know, play present, next play speed, palms down, choosing our response. We just started working on all these skills, this language over and over and over again. And it's amazing because, you know, there's that famous Bruce Lee quote where he's like, I don't fear the man that's practiced 10,000 kicks once. I fear the man that's practiced one kick 10,000 times. And that's our philosophy. So fast forward 17 years later, before the NBA finals last year, right, we were locked in all playoffs. He calls me before the finals. He goes, okay, Graham, what do we do now? Like, cause there's no other place to go. We're not trying to get anywhere else, you know? And uh, we were connected and we both felt it at the same time. It was like, we don't do anything new. We do the same stuff we've been doing the entire time. And you just felt like all I've got to do is be present and trust my game. Yeah. You don't have to try to win. You don't have to try to make shots. None of that. Just be present and trust. Now he locked into like, I got to commit to that, like non-negotiable. And if you saw how the final started off last year, I think Aaron scored maybe the first 12 points of the finals. He was, he was there. Um, and so these skills that we try to proactively teach, you work on them for the rest of your life. You know, you work on them and no matter how big the pressure gets or where it goes, you use them. So 
I met Aaron when he was 11, 17 years later, he's won the finals with it. You know, this, this last year for me was wild. I got to be a part of uh, a few teams, um, the Yukon Huskies. I was a part of the Sacramento Kings. I was a part of Aaron Gordon's life. So this, this year was like a culmination, I think really for other people, Prince, yeah. I knew that I know the magic of this stuff. Right. But this year, right. this year uh, was challenging for me in a lot of ways because it was overwhelming. There was so much winning going on and so much uh, success going on. And, you know, man, I'm 45, have two kids. I'm married. Like, oh, you can't say when all these results show up. Right. Right. Um, you, you could just be there for when for when they came come through. So I did the best I can to kind of be present with everyone last year and to go through it. But as all these results were happening, I realized it was for everyone else. And this was full circle for my story going back to when you were like, what was the resistance? Like, I mean, Hey Prince, there ain't no resistance, man. Now, like there ain't no, like there, there ain't no resistance. <laughs> and I mean that because this last year you cannot win, like for a basketball mental performance coach, I'm humbled by this, but we won it with UConn, like won the whole national championship. Kings made the playoffs first time in 18 years and Aaron Gordon won the NBA finals. Uh, I don't think that's ever happened in the history of mental training in, in basketball. So I got to be a part of that. Yes. I got to be a part of all those experiences and everyone in the world gets to see all that to know how real this is. So if there were any doubters or anyone that didn't see it, uh, that they're not there anymore, man. <laughs> so that, that was for them. You know, those results again, that's not me. I'm humbled by all of it, but those results yeah. are real, you know? Awesome. And, uh, so whew, I, uh, that was my last year in the NBA. Uh, yeah. that, it, it was a great experience, but man, the travel and all that, it was my last yeah. year for me, uh, yeah. still helping out. I just do everything on zoom. Now I do it all like this. So I get a good right. rhythm like this, do it right from right. My home. But yeah. that was the last of the travel for me, but I had to go through that experience. Um, and again, I think it was for everyone else. So they know, mm -hmm. okay, this is real. Yeah. You know, like not that yeah. they didn't know it was real, but you right. can't, you just like gravity. Yeah. You can't you can't have a year like last year and you can't see the evidence and not know it's real. Exactly, <laughs> bro. Look, 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 man. Look, look, we gotta give a shout out to AG man, Aaron, you know, yeah. because the 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 crazy thing was I had met Aaron at a restaurant in San Diego and when he was with the team, the Denver yeah. Nuggets were in um a restaurant called Javier in, in La Jolla, uh, San Diego. Okay. And and um, I saw AG and I went up to AG. I was like, AG, what's going on, bro? He's like, what's yeah. good, bro? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he got a super deep voice yeah. and, and um, shook his hand, you, you know, because I think someone was there, uh, you know, making sure that the players had their privacy. Yeah, yeah. And and the coach, uh, the security guard, they let me come through. Yeah. And and me and AG, we shook hands. And I was just like, man, I was like, you know, uh, I, I, I mentioned you. I said, my brother, Graham. He's mm. like, you know Graham? How you know Graham? Said, That's my bro, man. I okay. said we do work together, and he said, "Oh man," he said, "If you know Graham," he said, "I gotta, I gotta get you, gotta get you a hug, man." And so yeah, okay. it was so, so beautiful. I remember I hit you up the next day, That's right. and I was, I was really excited, right? Just like, man, there he is, right? And so it was <sighs> full circle, and yeah. and and. And they they went on to win the championship, and I just thought it was a beautiful moment, man. So, just you know, the connect the connection that we have, yeah. uh, the the people that we're around, the 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 tools that we have with this. The, there was a um, a pastor back in the day. His name was Reverend Ike, and he used mm. to always say, uh, "You can't lose with the stuff that I use," and <laughs> that's, <laughs> and that's how I feel about the magic that we have, man. That's it. Like. 
whenever we share it with people, you cannot lose with the stuff that we use, man. So come on. Man, shout outs to AG, shout outs to the Denver Nuggets, everyone just for for making that happen. The Husky, the Connecticut Huskies, and and just the Sacramento Kings, man, they're looking good. Everybody's looking good. Look, Graham, look, you are you are historical. You're doing amazing things. You're doing big things, man. Keep doing those big things, man, because you, like you told me all the time, we, our job is to lead people to the light, man. That's it. That's man. it. <laughs> hey, I, I'm I'm in service here, and I got a lot more to offer. You know, yeah. uh, I, I really feel like that. I feel really creative these days. I feel yeah. tuned in. I feel like yeah. I've synthesized a lot of this stuff. I've been working on it for so many decades that I've synthesized the language to a real. It's it's simple for me, mm. and so I can just share it in so many ways now. Whether it's music or clothing or just how all just different avenues to help people become aware. Yeah. I just I, I really enjoy the creativity now these days mm, and letting awesome. myself be in that creative space. Yeah, that's yeah. super awesome, man. So so I want to talk about the NBA, you know, the organization and yeah. uh, just being be, being a former player and being in the organization, you know, th- there are hierarchies, there are levels to it. And so yeah. with with those levels comes um, political um, uh, positions and. Yeah. And so, you know, with 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 mental, I guess preparation and mental growth or mindset growth, um, and and your philosophy. How did you balance, you know, being in the NBA and the organization, uh, with, you know, the organization. I, I guess giving you a, a like a template of like, hey, don't say this or say this. W- yeah. w- were they ever nitpicking or being political on some of the things that you said? And how did you what was your end? How did you get into the NBA organization teaching this mental health stuff? Yeah, man, I, I would say, you know, I, I get asked that sometimes, like, how, how do you get to the NBA? And what I always say is I, I helped other people get to the NBA, Prince. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it wasn't me getting there. I was just trying to help other people get there and be successful. And it turns out if you're helping other people, doors get opened up for you sometimes, you know, because you're because you're helping. So it wasn't me trying to get there. I'm trying to help other people get there. Um, mm-hmm. And I got really good advice from a, a good friend of mine. He's doing really well financially. And he was like, Graham, you want to know how I made a billion dollars? And I was like, Oh my God. Okay. Yeah, of course. And he said, I focused on helping other people make a billion dollars. And I was like, wow. Okay. So you help other people be successful, you know? And so I'd been teaching this stuff proactively, you know, essentially for a long time. And so by the time I got to the, like I worked with, uh, you know, the Utah jazz team for a couple of years, helped out SAC last year, did some stuff with the Spurs corporate office with their corporate team there, you know, corporations are corporations, right? There's always stuff going on, right? So you just, you just do the best you can um, to serve, to share, to give. um, And and you just do the best you can, you know? So what I found with the NBA is though, they're really innovative with this stuff. Mm. I got like peers and, and people who have interned with me who are now like, killing it with the Orlando magic, like with the jazz, like the, the Boston Celtics. So like mental health. And mm-hmm. I think we're evolving the language too, because mental health kind of people think weird about that. I like right. mental fitness. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I like, I like stuff like that. Even like, even the word mental strength is outdated to me. Cause this idea that mm. you got to be so strong. I'm like, right. Uh, you got to be flexible more than, more than strong. Like right. if, you're too, if you're too uptight, you break. 
Correct. I mean, so mental, right, right, right now we're into mental flexibility, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stuff like that. So I, I think the NBA is doing a great job on this stuff. I had a yeah. great experience. My challenge, honestly, was always the travel, man. Um, mm. It's a night business. Games yeah. are at seven o'clock, right? So you're not getting home till, you know, midnight and then you're buzzed from the game. And right. it's like hard to come down. And so yeah. that was always my my challenges. I love doing the work, mm-hmm. but essentially an entertainment business, you're traveling yeah. and then and then you're on the road half the time. I, yeah. That was hard for me. So trying right. to balance that, that to me was the most challenging part of it. Um, yeah. And then on a personal level, like when I'm not with a team, sometimes players open up to you faster mm-hmm. because they're like, you're not getting paid by the team. And sometimes right. if you're on a team, it can limit some of the trust initially uh-huh. until you build that because, you know, you're, you're with the team. You right. Know? So right. You, you'll notice stuff like that. Uh, mm. But I, I never really needed any validation from a player. That always helped me. Like I didn't need a player to say this is good or this works. I mean, again, I already know it works. Right. Mm. So I'm just there sharing it. And when someone wants it, they can get it. You know, uh. that was, It's kind of how I tried to go about it. Man, that's super awesome, bro. Look, so you've worked with a lot of athletes, and amongst most of the athletes um, you train, was there a characteristic overlap with uh, these high-performing athletes where you saw a breakthrough and you knew right away, like, oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, so they applied what I taught them, and now they got it. You know, was there overlapping characteristics that you were able to pinpoint? Yeah, I'd say, first of all, they have an open mind, mm. right? They want it. Like they're they're seeking. They they want to go explore. They want to figure this out. Um, I think about Jalen Brown all the time. You know, I met him when he was 15 years old at a basketball camp. And Prince, he was just a curious kid. You know what I mean? He was curious and was like kind of checking everything out. And then we started really connecting like, you know, maybe a year or two later when he became a national scene and then all this pressure was there. And then then we're doing breathing exercises and doing all that. But what I've noticed is there's certain people that just have an open mind and they're looking for it, you know, and I always bet on the ones that have an open mind. And I'm like, hey, if talent's the same and people are, you know, similar in a lot of ways, but someone's into mental training, I'm betting on that one. Mm. Like uh, uh, because they're working on their mind, right? you know? And so that's what I've noticed. And I'm, of course I'm biased cause I like the mind, mm-hmm. but the trade I've noticed is the really successful ones value this. They value this part of their training. It's not just their body. It's not just their skill and what they're doing. It's their mind. It's how present can they be? And the epiphany happens with everyone when they're fully present, forgetting about results and they have the biggest game they've ever had. That's their epiphany. And they're like, damn, turns out playing present is it. That's Turns it. out that's where the results go. And once they have that, there's no going back. Oof. You know, once you have that moment, because you can't, the evidence is there. So you can, you can not do it if you don't want to, but you can't pretend right. you don't know anymore. Mm, mm, you know what the I mean? eyes cannot, what is they, I don't remember the saying, <laughs> but once the eyes see, it cannot, it cannot not undo it. You can't right? deny it. <laughs> you so can't deny it. Once you feel it, you do, you do get more of a responsibility because yeah. you, it's not luck where the results are coming from. When you start to figure out where results come from, which is not anxiously thinking about results, it's being present right. and trusting. That's then you right. go, okay, turns out I got to do that every time now. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Turns out yeah. like, and then it becomes more of a devotional practice every day. You go, this is just what I got to do today. It's not a motivational thing because you're not going to be motivated to do it every day. Nobody right. is. But right. devotion means it don't matter if I'm not motivated, I'm going to do it anyway. And Oof. the reward for devotion 
mm-hmm. is something I hope everyone gets to experience. It's the best thing I've ever felt here. Uh, devotion is the sweetest emotion. And that means you're sticking with something for reasons you can barely even understand, but you mm-hmm. know you have to walk with faith and keep doing that action. Your reward, if you do that, is uh, it's astronomical, but you get rewarded. And you can't pay for it. Devotion is real. You got to be devoted. Got to be and devoted. That's, and that, that's beyond motivated, right? Devotion is beyond motivation. Yes. Ooh, we look bars, <laughs> bars, bars, bars. Again, let me remind the listeners that are listening to this podcast. Make sure that you go back and you press rewind a couple of times. Why? Because if you don't, you're going to miss drinking the wine. <laughs> Let's go. And listen, I mean this with sincerity. I don't even know what I'm saying. And that's mm. only because I'm so present with you. Mm. It's true. Like I've studied all these words. I've done everything yeah. to learn it all, but I right. just let it come through. I'm not calculating what I'm saying to you, Prince. Yeah, yeah. I know. You're just you know letting it mean? flow. And that's yeah. it. And that's what we talk about. We talk about helping people get into the flow where yes. second nature, you don't have to think. You just do. You, you, you don't. You, because what happens is we're speaking to ourselves, <laughs> not ourselves, but ourselves. Yeah. And so when you speak to yourselves, because that's where wow. the word self, you know, came from, sales, mm. right? So when you speak to those cells, all those cells they start to form to the language that's being spoken to it. Wow. And what happens? Now, those still those cells start to react to what the subconscious mind is constantly telling it, you know, like mm-hmm. you are amazing, you know, you are great, be present, breathe, be in the now, you know. Yeah. And and now the mind doesn't have to do the thoughts or the or the thinking. The all the mind does is react to what the cells are doing and it's just witnessing, <laughs> like, oh wow, 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 wow. Okay, well, you you're taking over. <laughs> and the cells are like, yes. We are the the ultimate uh, knowledge. We are the ultimate wisdom because yeah. once we are told and pointed in the right direction of what to do, then the cells start to transform themselves to make sure that that happens. Mm-hmm. And that is how we attract the the energy and the things that we want into our life, man, by speaking to those cells. Ooh. Man, you're breaking down the mechanics. of, the, And that that's what's important for everyone to get is there's mechanics to this. This isn't. Like we say magic at first, right? But then once right. you start to see magic, it's actually mechanics. You're like, it's not a, it's not a mystery anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's where it becomes, hey, it's an everyday thing. Let's just do the mechanics of it. And let's put our energy into it and, and watch it work. Once you demystify it and start to see what it is, then it's just a, like a regular thing. You just put energy into it. You apply yourself. You do it every day over and over again. And stuff starts to happen. You know what I mean? And it's not a mystery. I just say magic because that's the word we all like to use. But once you, it's, magic might imply you don't know what's going on. Once you start to know, you're like, it's mechanics. It's, mechanics. it's, it's, just, it's just a process here. You know exactly. what I mean? And, right. And then you, you're telling everybody like, you got just keep practicing every day because because the mind starts to look for the results. And, I, and that's training that comes from school, right? Yeah. You You take a test, you look for the results. Uh, you get rewarded for doing good. You get reprimanded for doing bad, right? So there's, there's, we're constantly looking for the 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 cause and the effect of the consequences, mm. right? And so it's like, uh, okay, I, I I do this and I get rewarded for this, and and this devotion and this 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 practice, this commitment. There's 
you don't look for the results. You just continue to do the work. You, you stay it. devoted. Exactly that, what you said. You stay devoted. That's, Woo! that's a that, that's a strong word. And that, and, that is the result. That is mm. the result you're looking for. You just you just shift your mind to there's a result because we, we want results. That's the result is the devotion, yes. is being present. And yes. we call it, we say just a one-day deal. Just do it today. Like, mm. don't even get caught up because we've all been trained to think like, what's going to happen tomorrow or when does the result come in? And if you can bring yourself back to where you are, your result honestly is your energy. So there is a real result that occurs right now. You raise your vibration by doing this. And so that's real, right? Energy is real. It's not math. It's not a make-believe construct of like an assessment. It's real. It's the real, to me, it's the realest thing we have is your yeah. energy. Because right. um, I mean, it's really real, right? And so that, to me, that's the currency. And mm. so I, I kind of look at it like that's the thing we're investing in every day. We're trying to get our energy in a good place. And you want to make it really for an athlete. You make it so simple where you're like the way I get my energy in a great place is I'm fully present, fully trusting. Now, when you do that, your energy doesn't know a sport result. It only knows if you were present and trusting. So you're going to get the reward of being feeling amazing. Even if sport wise, you didn't do very well in sports, but you did great being present and trusting. You just won. And if you do that consistently as an athlete, you're going to, you're going to get results like stuff's going to happen for you, but you got to bring your focus back to the central thing, which is my energy is the thing. And if that's the thing we keep working on every day, this is the life force that's in us. We, we get that right. Oh, everything else kind of is secondary, you know? That's it, man. That's it. Oh, <laughs> look, look, practice, 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 practice. That's what you're doing. You're practicing. Uh, practice right. doesn't create perfection, but it helps you get as close as possible. And right. in that process, you start to to see yourself. You start to study yourself. You start to see what you're capable of. And when I first right. came out, it was about meditation, meditation, meditation. And it's still about meditation, 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 right? Because it's that me time. Um, we, we spend time with everyone else and we can, we can, we can know someone like the back of a book, like the back of our palms, but we tend to forget about ourselves because we're mm -hmm. so focused on the exterior part of us and not the interior part of us. And so whenever you can focus on practicing that me time meditation, when people tell me, Hey Prince, I don't have time for meditation, man. I tell them to spell the word meditation and they start off, they say M E and I told them to stop. I said, now repeat that phrase again. I don't have time for me. And then it hits them like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a good one. And then after that, they give me their time and they start to pay attention. And then yeah. they start to realize once they focus on the practice, it's yeah. not the it's not the word meditation. It's not that. It's just the practice. Once yeah. you keep practicing, spending more and more time with yourself, you start to know yourself. You start to know what triggers you. You start That's to know it. how you're how you sh how you should show up. You start to become more educated from uh, on your emotional intelligence, and yeah. this allows for you to grow as an individual. You know, you, you know when when adults usually get to like a um, a certain age, say say Vincent's. You know, adults get to the twenties, their thirties, their forties, their fifties, and they're still doing the same thing that they that they did when they were twelve years old, or yeah. they're still reacting. It's because they never had enough time to spend with themselves to see how they need to grow, mm. and and that's 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 where the growth mindset comes from. You that's know, because right. once you start focusing on, oh, this is where I had a traumatic experience in my life and it stifled my growth, yeah. right? And and so now I interact with the world at that level, but 
once you learn how to once you learn how to identify it, That's acknowledge it. it and let it go, now there you, you go. see yourself grow. And it's just Man, that's the process, the healing process right there. So you're not repeating the same loop over and you just get out of a reactionary state and you get into a creative state where you're not just playing the same thing over again. Mm. That, that's really what we're doing. We're just going through sports, man. Like we're healing. We're healing through sport. I, I look at Prince. I look at this whole human experience that we're here to train. You can use the word heal if you want, but you're here to discover who you really are. Raise your vibration to as high as you can. Mm. and experience this you know mm. but i i look it's where it's it's a practice every day yeah. that's what grounds me i'm like cool if i if i'm lucky enough to wake up tomorrow i'm gonna do it tomorrow you know what i mean but I, <laughs> but and i i call it a one day deal just do it today just every just do it today and as you keep practicing like anything you, you get more aware like I, when i when i do this mental training with people it's not that that all of a sudden you don't have any negative thoughts or never feel uncomfortable. It's that when those thoughts pop up, you feel uncomfortable, you know how to choose your response. You recognize you're not your thoughts because you're that aware. You recognize you're not your feelings. You have the ability to be emotionally intelligent in those moments as you're going through the human experience, which is feelings. Mm -hmm. And you're choosing your response and you're not in a reactionary state. That You start to do that kind of stuff, you open your whole life up. You start to really shift everything and then you do it a few times and get some good like results from it where you're feeling good. And, oh man, then you want to do it all the time, mm. you know, and now you're practicing this, but it doesn't mean that you don't go through an experience where you're going to have some challenging thoughts or feelings. Like we all right. go through that in the human experience. Right. But right. as we do this mental stuff, we just get good at choosing our response to it. And that doesn't even affect us that much anymore after a while, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, hold on. I, let me announcement public service announcement <laughs> Look, go back and press rewind so That's you can right. listen to this several times to get it ingrained in your mind Look, yeah. my uncle would always tell me mind your business mm. mind your gold right mm. and yeah, this yeah. is this is it this, this is that moment where you get a chance to mind the, the 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 wisdom that's being shared so you can apply it you know at, at, so when wisdom is shared it, it 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 goes back to becoming knowledge to the person that's receiving it mm -hmm. so apply knowledge is just knowledge if it's not applied but yeah. when you apply that knowledge then it turns back into wisdom you become wise mm -hmm. so like complete the cycle how do you complete the cycle? By applying the knowledge that you are hearing today so that way you can become wise. And once, once you become wise and you share this with someone, now you're sharing the wisdom. So the cycle continues, continues yeah. and continues, man. <laughs> look, look, I, I don't, I, this is not scripted for me. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just channeling and I'm flowing yeah. right now because I'm in your presence and man, we're exchanging so much energy at a high frequency. Like it's just coming through, bro. That's it. <laughs> I'm feeling that, amazing, man. <laughs> that's the joy of doing this. My favorite place to be mm. is when someone says, okay, action. Mm. And, there, and there's no more pretending like this is all live. What we're doing right now, this is all real. Like I love being like, We've already gone 46 minutes. It feels like two minutes to me. That's been, that's, that's my, and that's how I try to live life. You right. know, like really, it, it doesn't mean it's easy all the time, but like, that's yeah. my intention in life is to try to find flow, to be in, be in the space. And if things get challenging, breathe right through it, yeah. breathe into it. You know, that's, that's my intention. Man, you know what? Today, 
I'm going to do something different and special. Never done this before on the podcast, but today I want to give our audience an opportunity to just be in the presence, man. So um, what I'm going to do, I'm going to ask for everyone that is not driving a vehicle and listening to this podcast to uh, just sit and be present wherever you are. And uh, Graham, if you don't mind, I would like for everyone to close their eyes and just can you just give us a a a, a minute long of, yeah. of 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 what's flowing through you and and just talk to people's i want you to talk talk to their spirit not to their mind because a lot of times when we say things it goes over the head mm-hmm. but what people don't understand it wasn't intended for the mind it was intended for the heart and so that's what we're speaking to so speak to their in, internal spirit you know, we're using our inner spirit to inspire their yeah. spirit. So so um, wherever you are, make sure that you sit up straight. And I want you to close your eyes and just listen to to Graham um, speak that magic into you. So, yeah, uh, um, um, wherever you are, make sure you close your eyes. Take a nice deep inhale through your nostrils. Everybody inhale. Sucking that good oxygen. Hold it. Hold it because you are amazing. And with control, exhaust all the air from the side of you out. Graham, speak to them, brother. Mm. As you find your breath, just keep a nice, easy flow with your breath. Just letting your breath guide you into this present moment. You do not have to clear your mind right now. So just let whatever's here for you, just let it be here right now. And I want you to become the watcher as you observe the thoughts that are going through your mind. And I want you to have the realization that you are not your thoughts. And as you are not your thoughts, that frees you from reacting to every little thought and emotion that comes across your mind. And as you find your breath right now and find your tool that guides you into the present. Your breath is what will help you choose your response when you're in your feelings, when you're in your thoughts. So I want you to imagine right now you're in a situation. I want you to imagine you have your thoughts coming up. You're feeling the emotion. You're feeling like reacting. But instead of reacting in this moment, you take a breath, deep breath. And as you take that breath, You find that clarity in your mind to choose your response. And with poise and grace, I want you to see yourself choosing your response. And as you choose your response, notice how everyone resonates with you, aligns with you. And as you feel that realization, just bring your focus back to your breath. Just find your breath right now. And going forward for the rest of your day, You're going to choose your response with everything you do. You're going to take a breath first and you're going to free yourself from a reactionary cycle. And this is a practice we all do every day. So know we're all in it together. We're all practicing this and feel that collective energy of all of us doing it together, raising consciousness, raising our vibration. And whenever you feel ready, take another breath or two and just bring yourself right back to where we are. And if you feel ready, you can just open your eyes back up. 
that that's a little something I do with everyone and anything you're working on, you can go through in your mind, just practice it just like that. And it doesn't mean it happens exactly how you see it, but it's like doing a rep in your mind, just like that. And we want to go from just reacting in life mindlessly to choosing our response mindfully, you know, and the difference between fear and faith, it's the same feeling, just a different action. So anytime you feel emotion, it's okay. Just make sure you choose your response. And that's the start of your freedom. So great job, everybody. <laughs> How many times do I have to do this? <laughs> if you're listening to this episode today, make sure that you hit that rewind button. <laughs> because this is for your mind. This is for your spirit. That's it. Like that's it. Embody it. Live it. Apply it. And watch how the results just unfold. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Graham, thank you so much for that, man. All right. So the last thing, if you had to speak to your younger self, okay. what advice would you give the next Graham? Man. Well, I'll start with what I would tell myself. I would have told myself probably back in high school that I'm more creative than I thought. And I would have probably done like some acting, some improv. Um, I love sports. I would have still played sports, but I would have let myself know is okay to be creative and to go into that space. Um, and what, and what I tell like the next person doing this stuff is, um, follow your heart and stick with it every day, you know, and, and the assignment is alignment. And so the alignment you feel when you're aligned, right. It's like an instrument being tuned. It's like when you feel aligned in life, whatever you're doing today, you're, you're already there. So it's not that one day you got to get somewhere. You're already there right now. If you're following your heart and working on that alignment, that's it. I've just been doing that for a long time and a whole bunch of stuff happens. So stick with it. Stay, stay with your heart, you know, and enjoy the journey the whole way. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Look, Graham, what can, what can, what projects are you working on and what yeah. can people find you? Man, well, I'm making a ton of music these days. So mm. I'm on all streaming platforms. My music name is Graham the Guide, G-U-I-D-E. All the music I make is essentially everything we were just talking about. I just put beats behind it. You know, so I've uh, I've dropped like 120 songs this year. So I found I've been working hard at that. I make the beats. Um, I do the covers. So artistically, I feel really good about putting that out there. Check out the music, um, you know, grahambetchart.com. Hit me up, email me. I'll re- I respond to everyone who reaches out, you know. Uh, Graham the Guide on social media. And then I got, you know, I've been doing this little thing for basketball players every Sunday night. I do a little class uh, for basketball players. All athletes are welcome, but we talk as if we're talking to hoopers, but everyone can come. And it's at 4.30 on the West Coast. Um, you can go to my Instagram to sign up for it. But this is just where we're like, we're, we're doing breathing exercises. We do meditation. We get in, we get out in 30 minutes. And I just always wanted to have something that any athlete can come to. Come get it live with me every week and uh, have some fun with it. So that's every Sunday. And again, all athletes are welcome. I got so much stuff going on, Prince. I don't even, I like, you know, <laughs> I just, I'm trying my best in life, man. <laughs> well, you're not trying, bro. You're doing as just okay. Master Yoda can say, you know, there's, there's either do or don't do. There's no trying. Okay. Right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> you're right. making it happen, bro. And I'm loving the beard. You know, Thanks, it's man. looking amazing, man. Bro, I just want to tell you, man, this is so invigorating. 
this mm. is so high level. I can feel the energy. I can feel yeah. the buzz. And I know after this, I'm going to be That's texting right. you like, let's Yo. go. <laughs> I feel it already, <laughs> man. Right. Exactly, man. And I'm looking forward to uh, joining you in, in creating more magic and more That's music right. as well. That's right. uh, but the beats behind it and, and, and speaking that language and speaking the language to uh, ourselves, ourselves, the athletes yeah. out there, man, and, and just making sure that they have uh, what they need and and making sure that we make that impact while we're still still here, mm. because that's the only time that you can make an impact when you're alive. When Come you're on, deceased, it's, it's difficult to make an impact, you know, on the world. So, man, I just want to tell you, thank you so much for your time, right. your energy, your presence, uh, which is a gift. Right. That is why you are here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And yeah. and just tell you, man, we're gonna have another uh, a part two. Let's go. We're going to have a part two. Let's go. Right? We're speaking into existence, and and I cannot wait for Ray to join us so he can delve in and start asking his curious questions as well to yeah. you and you explaining how you do in such a beautiful way of how the energy flows through you. So, Ooh. man, thank you so much, man, and I really do appreciate it, bro. I appreciate you. <laughs> Man, I appreciate you, Prince. When we get together, our energy is something else, man. And uh, right. I, I honor that, you know, and I want to be around that more often, yeah. man. I, I'm grateful you came into my life years man. ago, and I'll man. know you forever. Like, I I know that from the moment I met you. And uh, <laughs> let's do a little, let's make a little deal that next time we do this, we have a song we can share with everybody. Let's, you know what I mean? M maybe a little EP, a little album, a little something let's, to drop. So everyone out there, it. we're going to say it. Next time we do this show, we're going to mm. have a little album for you. Yes, a little, little something for you. Yes, and 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 before before we exit, I have to give a shout out to Miss Laura Mitchell because she was the one that connected us, man. So right. shout that's out right. to Laura for for connecting us. We uh, we appreciate the connection. Uh, that's our sister, man. Right. Thank you for doing all the incredible things that you do. And she so. didn't know we were getting together. She called me right before this, and was just like I just felt the the need to call you and connect. And it's, that's, it, look look how this all comes together, look, man. Look at how it all comes together, man. <laughs> Love it. I love it, man. So we got to give give respect where it's due. And and that's the respect that I had to give. So shout right. out to Laura for doing her thing, man. Um, so I, um, since we're ending the show, when this is how we end the show, man, we always end the show with uh, peace and power. Let's go. Peace, power. Let's go, y'all. You got to give a lot just to get what you need sometimes, y'all. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. No more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. 
Subscribe to the Nature Pack podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Electric acid.